Randy Young provides us with that glimmer of hope. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands in monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday. Yeah, that's right. Friday. And welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on this show... A bonus show, kind of a not bonus show, we're going to do an ADP hot check, heat check if you will, and some Dynasty Would You Rather, and I'll tell you who I would always rather do a podcast with, it is my co-host, it is Mr. Gerald Sinclair. Jerry, what's up man, how are you? Nothing, I am good man, it is gorgeous weather up here in the great white north, just going to talk some football with my dearest best pal, um... Scott Fishbowl's sort of getting underway. We got our divisions. I am in the earth, wind, and fire. I would sing September for you, but ain't nobody on the damn planet want to hear that. I am picking from the 12 spot. Not a spot I usually like, but he's doing the third round reversal. So I will be getting the first uh, first pick of the third round. Sort of excited for that. So I thought I'd switch it up, man. Yeah, I am in the Kanye West division. You know, you've made it as a star when you have one name. So my division is simply Kanye, Yeezy, if you will. And someone asked me how the hell I wound up in the Kanye West division. My son, who is 13, will be 14 in August. That is his favorite performer. So I did not make the Metallica division, which is fine. Last year I asked uh, for G.I. Joe. 
in the toy division. I got that. So the fact that I didn't get Metallica was totally cool. I did get the six spot, so the third round reversal means nothing to me. No. Nothing. That's why I like drafting. I like in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you, Jerry. And Should have look, done I'm, Steelers wheel, man. This, I am looking for... I am looking forward to the Scott Fish Bowl. We'll, we'll break that down once we get into the draft and some scoring, and you know, once all the everything rolls out officially. I uh, just want to thank everybody real quick for five star reviews. So we are up to two hundred and fourteen on Apple, which puts us in the top five to eight in reviewed podcasts from a dynasty standpoint on Apple. Not too, Jerry. I, I, I see you smile. I'll take ne- it. Never once in my life have I been enthused about being fifth to eighth in anything. I want to be number one. Now, we got a long road to go to catch those boys over at the Dynasty Nerds, but we'd sure love it if you hit pause on this podcast and left us a five-star review. Um, I do want to read a couple real quick, and I know this first guy. It says, I can't rate the Dynasty Warzone high enough. They have the latest news and how it will affect your teams, startups, rookie drafts, trading, player values, strategies. You name it, the DWZ has got it covered. And that is from Darren Fitzpatrick from good old Great Britain. You believe that? Good old British people love Dynasty Fantasy Football. And I love British people. And I love Darren. He wrote a review, Jerry. Yeah, it's because he's an angel. He's a real sweetheart. That's his thing. He is what my father would have called good people. You're good people, Darren Fitzpatrick. And uh, the second one comes from the Jimmy Kemp. That's right. It's like this is the People's Dynasty Podcast. This is the Jimmy Kemp via Apple Podcast. He says, love listening to the Warzone. Great content. Gives great advice when looking into the future of your team. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much, man. It means a ton to Jerry and I when you guys take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show. And YouTube, if you're watching live on... Jerry, we're back on the YouTubes. Listen, we are just two handsome sons of bitches. Uh, It's really not a surprise. It's really a benefit to all to watch us on YouTube. It, no one ever. It's definitely not a fashion shoot. Now, you do have on that sweet, sweet DWZ hat from our friends over at Viridian Global. Uh, we did send them some new uh, JPEG, what, whatever the hell it is that those people use to make shirts. They got some new ones from us, so you, you have some new merch over at Viridian soon. But YouTube, if you want to see what Jerry and I look like, the graphics made by my man G of the Aussie Guys, at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter. And the YouTube show is going to be where all the action is this fall. Uh, we're going to do the Sunday football shit show. We're going to be doing gambling, DFS. We're going to have Lou. It's going to be everything. So head over to YouTube, subscribe. You won't miss a thing. So, Jerry, let's jump into this, man. I'm going to keep the intro short. I'll work some of the ad spots in in the middle instead of going hammer at the beginning of the show. So let's get into this. So a uh, good friend of the show, Mr. Ryan McDowell, was on uh, what, a couple weeks ago. Yep. All right, yeah, just a, just a couple weeks ago, we had Ryan McDowell of the DLF on, and I will say there is no service in this industry. It's like, it's like a band aid, you know, like like band aids not actually like a thing, you know. No matter what brand it is, you always say, "Hey, go get me a band aid," you know, it's Kleenex, true. Kleenex. You know, some parts of the country they say, "Go get me a Coke." They may actually want a Pepsi or any soda would do, but sometimes your brand gets so good and so known for something. And when I think of when I think of startup ADP, I think of the DLF, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other people do it, but they don't do it as well. 
You know what's crazy about the Band-Aid thing? Just real quick. I actually had no idea that was a brand. I legitimately thought they were just a thing. I'd found that out a couple weeks ago. I about crapped myself. But yeah, I mean, that's what the DLF is to this. I mean, listen, there's a reason we bring on Ryan McDowell, because he's a giant. He's a legend. He's a bad MFer. So, and, and they have unbelievable stuff, top to bottom, left to right, man. Great articles, great rankings, I mean, everything. So, um, you know, much like when I think of trade calculators, there is but one, the Dynasty yep. Trade Calculator, Izzy and JP, the boys at the DTC. Uh, but we're going to use some June DLF ADP, and I am going to grill Jerry like a tuna. So what I'm going to do is I am going to ask him a question, and, and we, keep, we kept these by position groups. Because, you know, not everybody plays Superflex. Not everybody plays 1QB. Some people play a mixture. So I tried to keep it within their respective player positions. Now, Jerry does not, Jerry did not have access to which players I was going to give him. And if he cheats, I will break his thumbs. And what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to give Jerry two players. I'm going to ask him who does he think the DLF has ranked higher per their uh, mock draft ADP. And then Jerry's going to tell me which of the two he prefers. Now we're going to keep this because we're going to try to get through 10. We're going to keep this a little bit of a shorter show. Uh, Jerry, I'm going to ask you two players. You're going to tell me who you think is ranked higher. And then you'll tell me who you would prefer on your dynasty roster. Are you ready? I think so. All right. First, first two players, first couple of players. We have Josh Allen and we have Lamar Jackson. Jerry. Who is ranked higher, and who would you rather? Uh, Josh Allen is definitely ranked higher. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like 103. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of in on both of these guys, like in that spot. Like I prefer no Jacko. waffling, Jerry. No waffling. I, You're in or out. You can't get half pregnant. Come on. I don't think you're gonna like it. I think I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson just because he's got that thousand yard rushing floor. Okay, well, 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 first of all, Lamar is ranked higher. In, Shut up. This is a true story. Lamar is the QB2, per our friends at the DLF, Josh Allen, number three. So when you said he was the third overall quarterback, you nailed that part. I didn't realize Lamar would be that they, high. They, they do. They still have Lamar as QB, and you would prefer Lamar. You like the rushing floor. Just just by a hair, honestly. I would probably diversify, though. If I was in that spot multiple times, I would take them both interchangeably. I have no real preference. I can sit here and listen to the argument for both. All right. Well, my would-you-rather of the two is Josh Allen. Um, first of all, Shocker. I've got to stay on brand. I have, I have been on Josh Allen since he was a rookie. And Josh Allen has been a contributor to my fantasy lineups for a long time. Now, to be fair to both guys, both of these guys have a top eight QB season under their belt. Josh Allen in 19 and Lamar last year. They both have a QB one overall season under their belt. Allen last year, Lamar two years ago. So they're very even from a point standpoint. I'll just be honest. I, I have seen a new gear to Josh Allen's game that I have yet to see from Lamar. Now, in fairness, they've added Sammy Watkins. They've added Rashad Bateman. They've, I mean, we laugh, but I mean, you laugh at Sammy I know, Watkins. I know. You laugh know. at Sammy Watkins, but, but but how much more do you laugh at Willie Sneed? Yeah, I, I, listen, you're right. You're right. It is easy to laugh at him. It just. And he's only like 27 years old. He'll be like 28 next month. Which is it's absurd. An, it's a, yeah, he feels like he's been around for 107 years. But So uh, th- this is the make-or-break year for Lamar with me. If his passing game and his pass... Now, 
if if he shows us that he can add. And I, and I know you won't like this because we're here for fantasy points, but if he shows us he can add a little bit more to his passing game and maybe rushes for 900 yards, it may hurt you a little bit in 2021, but it shows you a much more sustainable path for the future. Because if he cannot – now, his passing, his completion percentage is fine. It's his overall passing yard. So I because that's the, the path to sustainability for Lamar Jackson. Because eventually the running trick doesn't the injury's gonna catch up, something's gonna catch up to him. So that's why I want to see a little bit more of a passing floor, and that was the the thing that Josh Allen added so boldly last year. But what did he get? He got Deshaun, I mean sorry, he got Stephon Diggs, he got Gabriel Davis, he got uh Cole Beasley. So he's got so, so now it's Lamar's turn. So Lamar could certainly be in this conversation a year from now for me next year. But right now, today, as we're talking about, I gotta say, Josh Allen. Both of these guys are in my must get in the first round of a super flex startup. I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think mine is just I have seen and I know what Lamar Jackson is getting. I don't necessarily know if Josh Allen just exploded out, out of his mind. Because, I mean, if you look, you know, I'm gonna use Matthew Stafford because I'm a Lions fan. You know, in 2011, the dude threw for 40-some touchdowns with Calvin Johnson, and then you never saw that again in year three. It, this could very well be a Josh Allen thing, but, you know, he's also got the rushing floor. He's got that Konami code thing, you know, and he does have a better wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, who is just an absolute animal. And Josh Allen's good. Like, I, I, I just I, – I don't know if he's going to sustain where he is at overall – I do know that Lamar Jackson is going to always be one of the best athletes in the NFL, and he will always be able to get you rushing touchdowns. But it's so close. Like when yeah, I say I, I have no preference and I'm interchangeable with them, I absolutely 100% mean it. They, yeah. These are both guys that you can build a foundation around and be pretty damn happy about it. it, it it's tomato, tomato. Pick your yep. poison because they're, they're very, very close for me as well. And I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with Jalen Hurts, but this is why it drives me crazy when people want to compare Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson. There's not another Lamar Jackson. He's not a Lamar Jackson quality athlete. He's a runner, but he's nowhere near the quality of a Lamar Jackson thrower or runner. So he's like bargain basement Lamar Jackson, if you're lucky. There's my Jalen Rance. Typical rant of the day. Uh-huh. So next two, you ready? A couple of rookies. A okay. couple of rookies, uh, Justin Fields, Chicago Bears, or Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers. Jerry, who do you think is ranked higher, and who would you rather have of the two? You know, the hype has always been on Jay Fields, but I feel like that spot and where I have seen the man getting drafted, so I, I haven't seen what DLF does, and, you know, maybe I live in a bubble of Trey Lance, but I'm going to say Trey Lance for both. It's for me personally, it's Trey Lance pretty easily. You get Kyle Shanahan, you get a good offense, you get all the weapons you want versus Matt Nagy and the Bears, which, you know, maybe they just needed a quarterback that's dynamic to, to change it around and make that system prolific. But hope in one hand and crap in the other and let me know which one fills up faster. I bet it's the crap. So I don't, I, I don't know uh, about Justin Fields sort of exploding like that. So I, I am going to say Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is the answer. I'm going to guess it's by a hair. But this one I would be a lot less surprised than I was last time. Well, there must be a lot of people contributing from Chicago because it is Justin Fields. He is the QB 10 per DLF startup. Trey Lance is the QB 12. 
So, Jerry, if you haven't figured it out, these guys are going to be very close, so I'm not going to make it super easy for you. I'm not going to say Jerry Justin Fields or Jared Goff. No, it's not going to be that simple. I'm with you. Um, for me, for me, this is Trey Lance all the way. And, it's, and I'll be honest, it's not particularly close. Um, I traded good friend of ours um, in the, the big league you and I joined with some of our buddies, including Dan Williamson. I traded Dan, so he had the 102, I had the 103, this is Superflex, tight end premium, blah, blah, blah. I had the 103, because I drafted the 103 in the startup. Dan had the 102. He took Justin Fields. I gave him the 103 and my 20, 22 second to move up for Trey Lance. Now, I, I, I live in a world where both of these guys could be absolute studs, but remember, there were five. One, two, three, four, five. Five QBs taken in the first round. And at least two of them are probably going to be a flop. Maybe one of them is a superstar, more than likely the odds. The, the predictive number would say that the superstar is going to be Trevor Lawrence. And then two of the others are going to be good to serviceable, maybe even really good. And then maybe two are going to flop. So I, I know I live in a world where that could happen to both of these guys. But I just forgive me if I have more faith in Kyle Shanahan and that coaching staff to develop a young quarterback better than Matt Nagy and the Bears. That comes down to it too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. It, you know, to Dan's credit, because he made that trade. Like I wouldn't be shocked if Justin Fields is better too, because Justin Fields looked like a bad a bad man. When I live in a world where this could happen, Jerry, this it, could exactly. totally be See, the thing. This, this is the thing. Yeah, you you don't want to live in a world of absolutes, especially in this game, because you're never going to be right if you do. I can see it. I just, I prefer Trey Lance in that situation. And we were on this show doing this very podcast six weeks ago. And I was telling you that I thought Trey Lance was one of those one, two, three, four, five guys to bust. And yet here I am. And he's easily my QB too. Not even close. You know, I, I am not going to be a hot takey guy and say that anybody's above Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if you see the dude for as long as we've seen him, which is, you know, his whole career, everybody's seen him since then, you know, he, he's the one Trey Lance has jumped into the two. It's just such a conducive situation. It's so hard to just not see somebody that's dynamic, rushing the ball, throwing the ball. And it's a good system. It's, it's a system that has made, you know, mediocre and decent quarterbacks look great. Jimmy Garoppolo was a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Like, what am I going to think with a guy who can run for 700 yards too is going to do? Funky Kyle Kyle Shanahan stat, since he's uh, been at like the the, the two times, like I forget the way the exact stat was worded, but the last two times his quarterback played all 16 games, he went to the Super Bowl. It was Matt Ryan. It was Jimmy Garoppolo. So, you know, obviously Jimmy G misses a lot of time, but he's very good with quarterbacks. And I am not comparing Mitch Trubisky to Justin Fields. That's not no, what I'm yeah, that's not yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. That's not what I'm doing at all. But what I'm saying is is I watched Matt Nagy mismanage Mitch Trubisky in every way possible. Psychologically, not running him as much as he should and not scheming the offense to what Mitch can do cuz that's why Lamar's successful. Lamar has limitations to his game. Josh Allen as much as we love him has limitations to his game. But when you see those offensive coordinators and those GMs sculpt the organization and the offense around what are extremely talented but somewhat limited quarterbacks, they have their limitations. They all do. That's why the coaches make seven, eight figures. But that's why I just trust Kyle Shanahan more than I trust Matt Nagy. That's a, as, as you call them, bozos. 
So Bozo. So Jerry, this next one, this next one's for me, but I'm going to let it be for you. Are you ready? Okay. All right. All right. So Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders or my man, Sam Darnold, who is rated higher per the good folks at DLF and who would you rather have? I think Derek Carr is rated higher because I feel like people hate Sam Darnold and I am so easily in the Sam Darnold camp that it is not even funny. Um, well, you, you are right on both cases. At least, at least you're right about the ADP. Uh, Derek Carr is 27. Sam Darnold is 28. Here's the thing. I kind of know what I'm getting with Derek Carr. I'm going to get a solid dude who's probably going to be QB if he stays healthy and plays all 17 games now. He's going to be QB, yeah, what, QB 10 to 15? You know, with, with, yeah. with, with some really good yeah. weeks mixed in there and a couple of stinkers too. Yep. But but the upside of Sam Darnold, if, and if, if is a big word. If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. True. So, so if is a big, big word. But I think if I want the floor play, not to be con- not to be confused with foreplay, but if you want the floor play, then you go a Derek Carr. If you want to take a big swing from your shoes, you know, you want to go Vlad Guerrero Jr., you want to go Fernando Tatiste, big swing, then you go Sam Darnold. Because more than likely, both of these guys are your QB3 on your team. And I don't need a safe floor guy as my QB3. I need a guy that has upside that I can do something with as my QB. That's how I look at it. That's why I like Sam Darnold. He's my QB3 in a lot of rosters. And if he's a bum, if he busts, if he never takes a step forward, cool. But if he does, next year I can move him in a lot of spots as a 24-year-old coming off of a career year, and I can cash out at a little bit of a, of a little bit of a payoff. So that's some of the reasons why I like Sam Darnold, on top of the fact that I just like Sam Darnold, Jerry. And that's the thing about that. Like you, you said, you know what you're getting with Derek Carr, right? And you know what you're getting in trades? Nothing. Because, you know, we're, we're Derek Carr people. You know, in, in most of our leagues, we are the person that has Derek Carr. traded for him in another league, a must-star two quarterback. Exactly, because we can get him for cheap, because we sort of like him. The problem is, is people like us are the only people that like him. So so if you decide to get rid of him, they're going to offer you a wet sock, and you're going to go, well, I'll just hold on to Derek Carr then, and he'll be my QB3, and that's fine. You know, he's like a... He's like a sugar cookie, Randy. Like, you know, the ones in the little see-through plastic containers that are way too loud and they could wake the dead when you open them up. That's what he oh, is. Like, oh, they're, yeah. pre- they're they're pretty good. Like, you eat it and you're like, okay, that's good. Sam Darnold's like just a, an awesome smelling chocolate chip cookie that's in the oven. Like, you don't know what you're getting yet, but it smells good. Like, it's young and it's got it's it's got potential to be just a wonderful cookie. We just need to see... You know, we need to see the man get built. We need to see the cookie come out. We need to eat it, and it needs to be scrumptious and wonderful. We don't know if it's going to be like that yet. I am excited for him. I like him. I like that. I'm getting. I I like that. I like their spot. That's what. That's what I'm saying. My man can grow. He's not sexy. God no. And he's super, super available in trades because so many people hate him. I mean, we're talking about Derek Carr, who's. Is he like 30? He's got to be close to 30, right? Give or take. I think he was the class right after Andrew Luck or maybe right before. So he's got to be 30, give or take. So, so, me, so we got a we got a, a aging vanilla you know, sugar cookie, and that's who we're going to take over somebody that's young in a good – you know, he's got good pieces all around him. 
He's got a young, exciting offensive coordinator. Like he's got a nice coach. Like it's kind I would of, just I would just prefer that so much more. It's the Peter Griffin and and the boat thing. Yeah. You know, yep. it's like it's like you've got Derek Carr or you got the mystery box that is Sam Darnold. And Sam Darnold could be anything, even a guy who's going to be a routine quarterback 9 through 15 like like Derek Carr already is. But I just can't help it. Um, I, I like Sam Darnold. I like the fact that he's younger. And if, if he hits big in this offense, I, I think the cash out's bigger. They could literally Agreed. both they could both literally put up the same 320 fantasy points this year as a quarterback in your standard ESPN scoring. And I have news for you. If he does it, I'm going to get a lot more for Sam Darnold this time next year in trade value than I ever would in a bajillion, million, cotillion years. So, Jerry... What we're going to do is I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to let you freshen up your mind. We're going okay. to talk about the Patreon. Dude, we have been having a ton of fun in the Patreon. The, the, the Australians, you know, they our, our, our buddy Pat. So this, this is like the Patreon. We know that Pat has no power for the next three weeks. Windstorm. So we're keeping him entertained. All of his patron mates are keeping him entertained. Uh, he is uh, asking a lot of questions. Pat's a great patron, uh, as are all the dozens and dozens of patrons over at Dynasty Warzone, patreon.com, forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, what's your favorite of the patron? As a person who's in there regularly, what's your favorite part? Uh, I think it's the shenanigans. I don't even think it's the fantasy football. I I think it's just the nonsense that happens. Um, But, you know, we bring up the Australians a lot. And and, and we have quite a few. Um, But it's because they're all nuts. So, I mean, that's why we have to bring them up. Passionate. Yes, very passionate. passionate. That's the word like, I would use, passionate. But I, I, I've said it once on this podcast. I'll say it a hundred more times. You know, whenever you get into a dynasty league, you sort it's like jumping into a black hole. Like you just get sucked in. They are sucked in, and they are always interactive. And they just got their shipment of DWZ gear from Rudy and Global sent because I. It, How you know, awesome if you was that? It, it's honestly, Randy. Like I can't fathom. You know, because I just see you. You're like, I'm just looking at your mug right now. I'm sorry and I just, about that. And, and it's fine. Apologize in advance. I just, you know, I would sit here and if it was just me and you, I'd still be talking here. But right. to know that somebody across the globe is wearing that is just unfathomable. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It really and you know, is. like like Stefan, he he's in Iceland. So I think about, you know, him listening to this podcast while he's driving around, you know, Reykjavik or any other sorry, I don't speak Reykjavik, uh, I, think. I, I think it's Reykjavik. Yeah, I, I don't speak Icelandic. You know, I am sort of learning swine. Old Norse, but it's uh, it's rough. It's a learning curve for sure. Anyway, we're gonna you know we're we're gonna keep the show moving, but the Patreon, you know, you'll never feel out of place. You know, one of our other sponsors, Hate Brand Goods, they have a, a T-shirt that says "Weirdos Welcome," and what that means is that everybody's welcome. You don't feel weird when you're around similar-minded people, and that's our Patreon. You never feel like the person who loves fantasy football too much. Because there's about 100 people in there who love fantasy football as much, if not more, than you. And if you don't believe me, come hang out for a month. What they used to call it back in the day, take the Pepsi challenge. They put yeah. a blindfold on you. They give you two sips of soda and you'd pick one. Take the Pepsi. You know, Come take the patron challenge. Check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Come meet a bunch of good people. Get in some leagues. Have some fun. Tell some stories. And uh, on top of that, you get extra podcasts. You get uh, you know roster advice with me. Um, Jerry, when when he's not too busy out uh, ruling the world, and all kinds of good stuff over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. All right, Jerry, let's get back into this. A little bit back into this, you know, dynasty 
heat check, ADP heat check from our friends, DLF. All right, running backs, are you ready? Okay, shoot. I'm going to hit close to home for you. So Mr. DeAndre Swift or Nick Chubb, who went higher in DLF ADP month of June? And who would you rather? Uh, this one's tough because I feel like Nick Chubb is one of the elite talents. My man just doesn't catch the ball enough. And he's got Kareem Hunt in there. And Kareem Hunt is one of the other elite talents in the league. I think the answer is Swift for both. Um, you know, Nick Chubb's 25. You know, that's sort of the the spot that I don't like. You know, what's the thing that, you know, people always say? You got to get rid of your running backs before their second contract because that's when the value starts to dip. The problem is once they've gotten that second contract, you're too late. Um, so I, I think I would take Swift. The Lions were absolutely piss poor last year, and he still got, you know, not even a ton of the rushing work, still was a good fantasy running back. He's a good pass catcher. You know, Jamal Williams is there, and Jamal Williams can catch passes. Don't get me wrong. But I really think Swift is going to grow, and I really, really believe the Detroit Lions have a good offensive line. Um, I don't necessarily believe in the team being successful, but I do think that offensive line is good. I think it is going to be good for DeAndre Swift, and he's younger, and he's more versatile. I don't think he's as elite of a running back, but I don't think that matters when we're talking about fantasy points every week, as opposed to which is the better NFL running back. See, I I believe that in a vacuum, I believe Nick Chubb is the better running back. Agreed. If the situation was the same and they, they both played eight games with the same quarterback behind the same offensive line, they got the same number of targets, the same number of rush attempts. I think Nick Chubb is the superior football player. But here's the deal. You're right. He is paired up with a guy in Kareem Hunt who just signed a contract extension. And and here's like some of the mystery box that is Nick Chubb. He's on the final year of his deal, and Cleveland is not going to have a ton of money to be able to resign people, especially if they have to figure out a long-term deal with Baker. Now, normally when you do a long-term deal, it'll free up some bucks, and maybe they can resign Nick Chubb. But Nick Chubb's probably going to want... Dalvin Cook money, Joe Mixon yep. money, Kamara money. What is it, like $12, $13 million, $14 million a year? And that's a good chunk of coin. And they're going to have to figure out Denzel Ward, Baker, as well as a bunch of other dudes. So um, why I like DeAndre Swift is Jared Goff is not the most athletic quarterback. And we know DeAndre Swift is going to get a lot of targets. So for every rush attempt that Nick Chubb gets, if – if DeAndre Swift gets one target, Nick Chubb has to get basically almost three rushes. It's more like two to five. So for every two targets Swift gets, Chubb has to make that up with three rushes. Not that Swift or not that Chubb won't get some targets along the way, but that's also the thing. But yeah. I mean, not a ton. I mean, he played played the started twelve games last year. He had sixteen catches. So so what one one point two five a game? Yeah, not a lot, bro. And and, and we know the Lions are going to be bad. You know it. I know it. Everyone in the state of Michigan knows it. So we know there's going to be a lot of checkdowns. You know, you just imagine these games. It's the end of the game. This is not a a far-fetched scenario to think. It's the end of the game. The Lions are down 31-13. to They refuse to run the the clock out because with Coach Dan Campbell, we bite kneecaps. That's right. We take kneecaps all the way off in, in, in Detroit. And what do they do? They get a bunch of junk yards, a bunch of junk. You know what? 
I'm Jared Goff. I drop back. I look. Quintez Cephas is open because he can't get open because he fucking sucks. <laughs> and, and he looks at, you know, uh, t- uh, Terrell Williams is hurt, so he's limping across the field. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson's triple covered, so I'll just check this fucking thing down to, down to DeAndre Swift. He might have a dr- – he could I could literally see drives this year where DeAndre Swift has like – five catches for 30 yards at the, at the end of the game. Just like an eight-point PPR, full PPR swing. Just for no the, reason. Just for no it. fucking reason at all. <laughs> just, just for – and I'll be playing him that week too, probably in the yeah, Scott Fish Bowl. Of but, course. But, so we're on the same page. The, the, yeah. the, the targets, the offense, and the way that everything should be working in Swift's favor and his age, the fact that he doesn't have the major injury like the knee that, that Chubb has – even though they're close, and I do love Nick Chubb, I would have to go DeAndre Swift is there. Now, I'm not going to have any more fights about Joe Mixon. I'm overfighting about Joe Mixon. This motherfucker's been in the league for 30 years, or at least five. And I know he's 24 years old. But Joe Mixon or Austin Eckler, okay. who is higher in DLF ADP, and who would you rather? Uh, well, let's have a fight about Joe Mixon, buddy. Because I think Joe Mixon is higher, and I think I would prefer Joe Mixon. Um, oh, and it's it cool. Is... It's cool. You're you're wrong twice. <laughs> is it really? Eckler's ahead of him. It's eighteen and nineteen per DLS. I mean, June's okay. It's, it's very close. I, yeah, like, I, I, I'm not mad at it. I I am very surprised though. I feel like Austin Eckler is one of the people that like people don't just put in that tier. Like everybody likes him. Everyone's like you know they're super happy that they have Austin Eckler usually because he's their RB two. And he just outperforms it. But I would have definitely guessed, guessed that Joe Mixon was up there just because, you know, people love Joe Mixon. People have always loved Joe Mixon. As a person that has hated on Joe Mixon for a long time, I sort of like him. now. Um, he's under contract for like three or four more years, which is something that, you know, is not prevalent across the league. So I do think he is a decent asset to own. Uh, if you are relying on him to win your league, I don't have to tell you that that's wrong. But, I mean, you figured that out in your four years of owning him. Listen, a fifth-year breakout. Randy, I saw you arguing on Twitter either today or yesterday or whenever that I was. Broke, I broke the code. I said no more arguing with strangers on Twitter. And I, I, I let him suck me in. I, I like Joe Mixon, but here's the thing. it's It goes right back to the Nick Chubb thing. And, and, and a little bit of a twist. I know they got rid of Giovanni Bernard, and I have no idea – who they're going to cycle in as a third down back. Are they going to involve Joe Mixon more in the passing game? But you know what? These guys are only 14 months apart in age. You know, Joe, Joe Mixon will – uh, Eckler just turned 26 in uh, May, and Joe Mixon turns 25 in July. So they're about 14 months apart in age. So they're not super far apart in age. I'm just getting the better offense. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, the offensive line in Cincinnati got better. I, I think their situations are very comparable. But here's the thing. I know, I know Austin Eckler is going to be involved in the passing game. You hope Joe Mixon is going to be involved. In that, that's the difference. That's the big difference. That, and I truly believe that Zach Taylor, if he's not the worst head coach in the NFL, and I know a lot of people hate coaching narratives. If he's not the worst head coach in the NFL, he's in the top three worst head coaches in the NFL. And I don't think it's by a, uh, by a, a far margin. You know, the fact that he has never 
Because we know what Joe Mixon can do. This is not an anti-Joe Mixon take. This is the fact that that guy's been there. He's been Joe Mixon's head coach for 21 games, and he has failed to show me he knows how to use a microwave, let alone knows how to use Joe Mixon. So for me, I'm going to gamble on the guy that I know is involved in the passing game, even though I said the other day to sell sell Austin Eckler. Now if I can sell Austin Eckler for Joe Mixon plus, different conversation. But for me... These two are very close. I think these this ranking of eighteen and nineteen is fair. I'm going to lead toward. I'm going to lean toward the known pass catcher, Jerry. I and I think that's fair. I think this is sort of sort of like the Nick Chubb Swift thing. Like I think Joe Mixon is probably a better talent. I don't entirely know. I think this is closer. Oh, well, without but, question, without question. I mean, Joe Mixon was a like a, what, a high to mid second round pick yeah. in 2017. Had he not had the issue as a freshman that got caught on camera. I think he was easily a first-round, an easily a first-round talent coming out. Again, this is not an anti-Joe Mixon. I watched Marvin Lewis mismanage him. I've watched Zach Taylor mismanage him. It's not his fault. I like him. But remember, part of this is is when you're, it's, it's the Matt Nagy conversation all over again. I've seen the mismanagement of talent. Again, for those listening at home, I'm not comparing Mitch Trubisky to Justin Fields and their talent. He just mismanaged what what he could do, and that's what I've seen out of this coaching staff. I have no faith that they know how to use Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. They could. They could surprise me. I've been wrong before. Right. And, I mean, I don't think Anthony Lynn was some mastermind of, an, of a coach either, so I think they probably got better in L.A. too. You know, and if there's one thing we learned, it's that uh, Justin Herbert does know how to use a microwave, and he definitely knows how to use Austin Neckler because that and dude I had love a his lab- head coach. He I, had, I love his head coach today. I may hate I mean, him next week, but I mean, oh yeah. But listen, winning changes everything. But I mean, Justin Justin Herbert targeted this man like what was it? I thought it was he had like a like a eleven eleven catch sixteen target eleven yeah. catch game, at, and that was his first game back from injury, Randy. Like, are you kidding me? Are you get this man missed like a month and a half, and he came back, and you targeted him sixteen times? I get it. I I get it. I just prefer Joe, just because. Maybe maybe it's hope. Maybe it's because I'm an idiot. It could be because I'm a dope, Randy. I mean, I've been known to do some stupid stuff in this game. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So there, uh, there are two running back sets. I got one more running back sets. Okay, well, Cam Akers is higher than whoever you're going to pick. No, no, no. We did that the other night. That's why we're doing Thursday. I jumped on the open bar with J. Mike and Bun, FF Man Bun, and that was one that we did the the Cam Akers versus the world. I was a clean sweep on Cam Akers. I have Cam Akers uh, ridiculously high in, in my startup rankings. But anyway, Michael Carter, New York Jets, rookie running back, the RB30, oh shoot, the RB30-something, or nice. Miles Gasket, also the RB30-something. Who do you think went higher in DLF ADP, Carter or Gaskin, and who would Jerry rather have? Now, this is the last running back set, Jerry. Um, Jerry would probably rather not have either of these fine young gentlemen. Well, but this is where the value is. This, I is know. How, this is how we help these people, dude. I know. Listen, if I'm going to help them, I'm going to say avoid running backs in this tier because you're going to only get some production for one year out of them. But if you're going to put a gun to my head, I think Michael Carter is going to be ahead of him because he's a rookie and he's got all the hype. And I think everybody sort of believes all the rookies 
in New York are going to be all of the top assets there. It's going They're to magic. be it's going to be the quarterback, the wide receiver, and the running back that are rookies that are going to lead the world of the New York Jets out of obscurity. Okay, so, um, so, so Carter, you think, is higher, and then who would you yes. rather have? I, I don't really like either of them. I think I would just take Miles Gaskin. I've seen it in the league. I think that offense is going to be a little bit better, but I don't I don't feel good about it either way. I, I will have few shares of either of these guys i mean i I don't i don't know what your take is on either of them but i i don't have anything that's super polarizing see jerry this is the one benefit we're doing the work and writing the show sheet really comes in handy because i get to pick these guys and i've already thought through my answer uh actually miles gaskin is the rb 33 to michael carter's rb 35 so they're very close so here's the thing. For me, I get a cheat because, again, I wrote the show sheet and I go last. If I'm a contender this year, I want Miles Gaskin. I've seen him perform. I think the offense takes a step forward. They improve the offensive line. But if I am not a legit contender, then I will take Michael Carter because he was drafted by this regime. And I know to some people that doesn't matter. Some people it does. But not only was he drafted by Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Michael LaFleur. But he he's competing with a bunch of nobodies. So if he does well, this could be his job for the next few years. Whereas Miles Gaskin, you know, we all sweated him. Just like we sweated James Robinson. You know, was he going to get supplanted in the draft? But if I'm a contender, I want the known production of what I've seen from Miles Gaskin in the NFL. But if I'm a contender or a non-contender, I would much rather take Michael Carter because I feel like a year from now his value could be the same or going up. Whereas I think Miles Gaskin, it will either be the same or going down because there's going to be a lot of running backs next year, and the odds of him dodging a running back of significant draft capital two years in a row makes me nervous. Yeah, I, I guess that's probably true. I, I'm just sort of of the belief that neither of these guys are going to be extremely valuable. But Michael Carter does have the better chance to ascend. So I'm with you on that. And I mean, he was successful at North Carolina. The problem is everyone got their their pants all tight for Javante Williams. And they forget that, you know, my man, Michael Carter could catch the ball. And he ran for, I don't know, well over a thousand yards. I think it was 11 or 1200 yards or something. While splitting the backfield with another highly drafted running back. So, I mean... Is Javonta Williams better than the competition that he will have in New York? I would say almost certainly. Guaranteed. So, so is is he well, likely Pierine, to take Ty yeah, Johnson? Fuck out. Get here. the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, so is he likely to emerge? Yeah, probably. I I think I'm switching my answer. I think you convinced me. Excellent work, sir. I'm going to take Michael Carter. I don't necessarily believe in him long term, but I do think he has a better chance to ascend, which therefore makes him a better dynasty asset. Miles Gaskin will, he won't even be the sugar cookie. Like there's no chance you're going to accidentally find a chocolate chip in there. You know, he's just, he's not something that's sexy. He doesn't have the draft capital. Some Devi people loved him, but it took a little bit for him to get going. He wasn't all that great. Miami is definitely open to having a running back. I mean, hell, for all we know, they could sign Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell this offseason and Miles Gaskin's value takes a hit because he's not a supreme talent and those guys would actually threaten him a little bit. So I'm with you. I switched. 
You got me. Good job. All right, good, because I, I, I like this. This next one, so we're going to switch to wide receivers. Again, going to keep this show fairly ad small, so we're not going to spend a long time. I uh, hate brand goods. You guys know. I'll put the uh, the commercial from Matt at the end of the show. Uh, as we're doing this live on Thursday night, they had three new colorways of the goat shorts come out. You know, I, I think these would make great swim trunks, but you got to go to the hate, the H-V-I-I-I.com. Get them ordered, promo code MEMPHIS at checkout, and make sure you're following them on Instagram. Last, They have great bags that are super high quality, and they can be a little pricey. Now, if you use promo code MEMPHIS, it'll make them a little less pricey, but last weekend they ran a flash sale. They were 50% off the bags, and the promo code still worked. So make sure you're following them. Make sure that when you use something or you do something, if you purchase anything, use promo code MEMPHIS. So, all right, Jerry, shorter commercials. Let's get this thing back on the tracks. So we got, I got three more for you. Okay. Three more. These are all pass catchers. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Last year's, I believe he was the wide receiver one, depending on your scoring format. I believe in full PPR, he was the wide receiver one. Mr. Stephon Diggs, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Or the highly touted rookie out of LSU, Mr. Jamar Chase. Who's rated higher? And who would you rather have? I think Stefan Diggs is rated higher. I don't think that's close. I think this is probably like a, I mean, you picked them, so I'm going to guess they actually are close, but I'm guessing it's on the further range of Randy's range. I'm guessing it's like five spots or something. Um, the question is, what would I rather have? Uh, on a contender, it's obviously Stefan Diggs. That goes without saying. The question is, is if you are rebuilding, would I rather have it? And that's tough because age should not be, you know, the the sole determinant of what you're going to pick. Um, I think it's. I think I would rather have Stefan Diggs in more cases. I mean, like you know, I we have the UPL league that we're in with a whole bunch of people, and my team is an absolute. I like to do the productive struggle. This is a full rebuild. You know, I don't like to do more than one year rebuild. This is a more than a one year rebuild. In that case, I'll take Jamar Chase and I'll trade Stephon Diggs to a contender. But in most situations, I think Stephon Diggs is going to be so supremely productive that you're still going to have trade value even into his age 29 and 30 season. I would definitely at least sit on him for another year and then we'll worry about it then. For all you know, it might be Stephon Diggs in a second for Jamar Chase in two years when you want to do this deal, even when he's 29 or 30, because he will be just so damn productive. So I I think I'm going to do that. That way you don't have to risk him being, him being Jamar Chase, being Justin Blackman or Corey Davis or something, because that's a possibility. You know, we said, don't live in absolutes. This is still a prospect that has to learn the NFL game. He could put Justin Jefferson on the back burner at LSU all he wants. He's not, he's not at LSU anymore. He's not playing against college corners. He's in the NFL. He can fail. Kyle Pitts can fail. I know y'all don't want to hear it, but Kyle Pitts can fail too. So I, Jerry, I you're going to get I, us canceled with that shit. Yeah, Knock right? it off. I, I think I would like to Don't speak of our the, Lord and Savior Kyle Pitts <laughs> like that ever again. I would like to reduce the risk and have Stefan Diggs keep the production, but still retain the trade value, and I think you will with Stefan Diggs. So Stefan Diggs is my answer for both. That was a little bit long of a rant, but I had to explain why. Randy, tell me what DLF says. Tell me what you think, because that, my friend, is what is actually important. All right, man. Well, well, first of all, you were wrong. Jamar Chase is the wide receiver eight. 
Stefan Diggs is the wide receiver. Nine. Eight? Eight, eight and nine. Yeah, yeah, and this is, these are things. Startup. Startup. Dynasty. He's yes, wide receiver are, eight. That That is affirmative. You guys are higher than giraffe nuts. This, oh, higher goodness. than two. That's just, that's that's too risky. That, that well, you're, uh, you're buying well, a $1 scratch off and you're trying to pay your rent with it. Don't I, do that. I, I, but, you know, Jerry, the new hotness. To this point, and you know, it's it's not it's a thing. Stefan Diggs is twenty seven years old. He'll be twenty eight in November. You know, he's a he's an eyelash away from being old and busted. That's just the that's just the way people's mind work. But I'm with you. Um, if I'm a contender, I definitely want Stefan Diggs. And here's the deal: even if I'm not a contender, I'm going to hang on to Stefan Diggs because here's also the deal. I believe we live in a world where Stephon Diggs is one of the best route runners in the NFL. He's got a great quarterback. He's got everything should go right back into place for Stephon Diggs. And if if even if you love Jamar Chase like family, he may get off to a slow start. He is a rookie. His quarterback's coming back from a major knee injury. So if you have Stephon Diggs and you want to go get Jamar Chase, just wait because I have very very little doubt that Stephon Diggs is going to get off to a hot start. And I think there'll be rookie moments of not poor play, but just rookie struggles. You know, Justin Jefferson didn't take off at a million miles an hour. T. Higgins is still there, too. He could blow up in a game. Joe Mixon could blow up in a game. I mean, it's possible. And then, you know, maybe three or four games in, then maybe I can trade Stephon Diggs and I can get Jamar Chase plus a little something back. And that's if you prefer him. So I could still get Jamar Chase, if that's who you prefer, and I could get something on top. I like both guys a lot. I like both guys for different reasons. It really comes down to how you manipulate the structure of this. But in a vacuum, it really is. I hate to hate to be that that cheap way out. It really is contender Stefan Diggs. Uh, you know, a year away or the the Jerry's productive struggle. That, if that's the case, then it's got to be Jamar Chase. All right, I got one more wide receiver set that I'm going to give you one tight end. You ready? Yep. Teammates teammates Pittsburgh Steelers now we talked a couple of weeks ago I do not worry about their quarterback it's the I prefer Deontay Johnson Deontay Johnson is ahead of Chase Claypool sold well you were wrong Chase Claypool is the wide receiver 26 per DLF and Deontay Johnson the wide receiver 29 I I see I see you brew I'm gonna give you a minute so this way I'll I'll just knock mine out quickly okay go ahead what am I always looking for I'm looking for volume I'm looking for value. Well, according to our homies at DLF, I'm getting value with Deontay Johnson, and I damn sure know he's getting the volume. He had 100 and what, 160 targets in like 14 games last year, and you know what? He may drop a handful of them. That's what he's going to do. But I'm going to chase that volume. I saw Chase Claypool stumble down the stretch. I don't think he'll ever be a volume play. I would much rather have Deontay Johnson as that high-end, super-targeted, Wide receiver two type on a young team behind a Stephon Diggs, you know that type of a play. Knowing I'm going to get that volume, then then the pose to have the boom bust of a Chase Claypool. You know he may win me a week, but there may be weeks where he kills me. So I feel much more comfortable in the range and the volume of Deontay Johnson. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson. Jerry, you seem shooketh, shooketh to your core. You look mad. If you're watching live on YouTube, if you can't, go to about the 45, 48-minute mark and look at Jerry's face. He looks visibly pissed off, maybe pissed off by, like, disappointed. Jerry, go ahead. 
It is disappointing. Like I, where did you say Chase Claypool's like wide receiver twenty six or something? Twenty six versus Deontay's twenty nine. They're three. Okay, they're like three wide like receivers I, apart. I don't hate that range so much. It, it, like I'm fine with both of those guys being there. I just don't know how you have Chase Claypool ahead of him. Like if you think he's going to jump, like he's DK Metcalf. Like I guess I just I don't know how you watch them and you don't have Deontay Johnson better. Like I know that he gets the drops. I mean, everybody talks about the mother F and drops every single time, which is fine. But you know how much I give a rat's ass about the drops ready. Here's his targets, 10, 11, 16, 13, 12, 7, 13, 14. So he could drop five of them and still end up with seven catches. Chase Claypool, on the other hand, in that same range, eight, nine, four, six, eight, six, 11. Like, Listen, he 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 was getting targeted. I think they're both going to see a little bit of a dip because I think they like to pass to the running backs, and I don't think they had that opportunity last year, and I think Najee Harris can take a little bit of it. I would rely on the guy who can get peppered, and here's the thing. Juju was there last year, and Deontay Johnson was still getting peppered. And Chase Claypool, he is a nice piece. He is very much like a good version of what Devin Funches was supposed to be. Like he's just like a end zone target and he can Doriel some... Green Beckham. How about yeah, that like for what, a callback? Doriel Green Beckham. Like what he was supposed to be. Like, you know, he is going to you ready for it? Ready for it. He is an excellent best ball play because every once in a while he's going to catch three touchdowns like he did against Philly last year. I just don't want to rely on him. He's a nice piece to have, you know, every once in a while you throw him in, you get a nice high variance, you know, kind of guy. Deontay Johnson is just going to get peppered and receptions get you points. And I am all about that. And he still got into the end zone seven times. So even if he stays in that sort of same range, even if it drops to like five or something, he's still going to have like 90 catches, which is much preferred for a high-end wide receiver three for me other than a guy that's you know gonna get 50 or 60 and you know he might have a big week where he gets three touchdowns and then like last year he's gonna end the season with one touchdown in the last six weeks like that's just I don't know that's uh, that's not my type of player so maybe that's why I don't but if you are a person that believes that he can grow into that DK Metcalf sort of big body can do it all sure you know Take your shot. It's just not something I trust, not something I believe in, not something I am going to do. I am going to take Deontay Johnson. All right. Well, we're on the same page there. All right. Let's go out on a big note. You know, going to go big. Let's go big. If you're going to be a bear, if you're going to be a bear, be a Kodiak. All right. Here we go. Tight end position. We're going to go. I'm going to give them to you by age. And then you can guess. And the ADP part should be higher, but I'm going to put you on the spot. TJ, 23-year-old Hawkinson, or 20-year-old Kyle Pitts? And go. TJ Hawkinson. Not even close. Kyle Pitts is ahead of him. He's the I 101 in the Superflex startup, I think, at this point. I think at this yeah. point he's achieved, he's unlocked greatness. Yeah, he's going he's, ahead of Patrick. No, I'm joking. That's a total joke. I would not put that evil on my friends at the DLF. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm making a joke the fact that Kyle Pitts ADP has jumped the mother shark is all I'm saying. Yeah. It's jumped the shark, Jerry. I I am one I am damn near certain that he is ahead of him in ADP. 
Kyle Pitts is ahead of him? Yeah, I, I set you up. It's, it's, I, I tried to throw you a softball on the way out. Uh, TJ's yeah. tight end six, which I find to be fascinating, and Pitts is three. Only well, behind okay. Kittle and do you, Kelsey. Do you have, you have the tight ends in front of you? Come on, man. Yeah, they have okay. Andrew. Right. Well, sorry, have I'm not Andrews. a pro. I'm not a pro like you, so I don't expect others to be a pro. Who, who we got? Who are the five ahead of him? Ahead of him excuse Kelsey, me. Kittle, okay, yeah. Pitts, Waller, Andrews, Hawkinson. Andrews. You take that Andrews I mean, and I, get the hell out of here. I get. I mean, he's got target he's, competition he's, in a low volume offense. I mean, yeah, and that sucks. Like, I get he has to be up there because he's productive. But I'm with you. That's that's a risky Chase Claypool esque play for me too. I don't know. I just like Kelvin Ridley's there. You know who is T.J. Hawkinson really got to worry about? Uh, DeAndre Swift and Amon Ra St. Brown and uh, something called a Cephas, a Cephas. Yeah. Bo Cephas. I know the only good Cephas is Bo Cephas. That's Hank Williams Jr. For those that don't know, now you know. Hank Jr. is known as Bo Cephas. Anyway, I'm sorry, keep going. Like, I mean, I know the Lions, you know, we got a downgrade at quarterback from Stafford Goff. But, I mean, Goff made Tyler Higby a monster in five games. Like, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to turn into that, but TJ Hawkinson grew a ton from year one to year two. And not to say it's impossible. That, you know, Kyle Pitts can't do that down the road, but we're not talking down the road. We're talking June 17th, 2021 here. I would prefer TJ Hawkinson. He's I'll a young take, guy. And, and, take, and here's here's the thing, Randy, before let me yeah, get this good. out. This was Kyle Pitts two years ago. I, I know a lot of you might be new to this game and you you don't remember. And you think Kyle Pitts is some anomaly that has just sprouted from the ground. He's not. TJ Hawkinson was him. Evan Ingram was him before that, and O.J. Howard, and David Njoku. Maybe not to the level that some of these guys were, but T.J. Hawkinson was the tight end prospect. He can block, right? Yes, number eight. So, I mean, this dude, he was him. And Evan Ingram, well, he's he's a wide receiver. He's not even a tight end. He should be classified as wide receiver. You heard that this offseason? I bet you have, because that was Evan Ingram four years ago or five years ago, whenever the hell that guy got into the league. It's tough to be a tight end in this league. Look at look look at the guys that are good. You know, they're not usually top ten picks for the most part. I mean, these two are sort of the outliers of that. I think OJ Howard was a first round pick. David Njoku was a first round pick. Evan Ingram was a first round pick. They're not Travis Kelsey. They're not Darren Waller. They're not George Kittle. They're not any of those guys. Like sometimes it's just it takes a good situation. You can all be you know, talent and everything that you want to be, it's, there are a lot of different situations. It's not just talent. That's the thing about every single prospect. You, you look on Twitter and you look on, you know, their tape and yada, da, 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 da. Oh, this guy looks so good. They all look fucking good. Like they're all superhumans that are fast and strong and athletic. Like, what do you want? Of course they look good compared to you. What do you mean? Like, I, I just, I, I like every single NFL player, every bump, like we made fun of, you know, not Samaj P. Ryan. What's the other guy? LaMichael P. Ryan. I think it's his cousin, actually. Maybe it's his yeah, brother, I, I but think I think it's his right. cousin. But like, watch him in a, watch him in a workout. He's going to look pretty good. Like if you try to make him look good, you're going to If gonna you see him in your local Gold's gym. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's going to He's going he's to look amazing. He's going to be the man. That's but what when I'm you're saying. surrounded like, by other super freaks. When you're in Florida, even in the SEC, and you're beating up on those guys, 
you know, you're still a man amongst boys. But here's here's my trepidation. You love that word. It's the word of the show. I do. My and trepidation is he's 20 years old. And only, and I heard this stat the other day. I want to think it was on the Three and Out podcast. Only one tight end in the history of the NFL has had a thousand yard receiving uh, season as a rookie. And his name was Mike Ditka. It was over 50 years ago. Mike Ditka. And this guy, he was a former NFL scout, right? He, he scouted for the Eagles. He worked with Andy Reid. He's got ties to Sean McDermott. I've, I've mentioned him before. He says that on the offensive side of the ball, Obviously, the quarterback position is the hardest position to learn in the NFL. The second hardest is the tight end position. And God bless Kyle Pitts and all of his talent. He's 20 years old. He can't even go to Magic City and get the wings that got Lou Williams fired last year from the L.A. Clippers. He can't even go to Magic City. He's 20 years old. Now, if we're rehabbing this conversation in a year or two, and he's 22, soon to be 23, I guarantee it'll be a, a different conversation. But this is why I had him listed as a quote-unquote sell on, on, on the bonus show I did on Wednesday. Because you can't, you can't win at all. You, he's at his peak. It's like investing in Apple right now. Can it go up a little bit? Sure it could. But you're buying at a really, really, really high price. And you know what? I can get something kind of as good, maybe close to as good. And TJ Hawkinson's a really good prospect. And if I can get TJ Hawkinson plus, and I really believe, I truly believe that right now today, I could go to somebody, I could take Kyle Pitts in my 2022 third, and I could walk away with TJ Hawkinson and a 2022 first. I'm going to do that all day. I'm only moving to a, I'm going to a 23 year old who's been in the league for two years. He also has top 10 draft cap, not top five, not top four but top eight draft capital on his on his resume. And I'm, I'm going to put that extra in my lineup. So this is not an anti-Kyle Pitts thing. This is, an, this is an anti-Kyle Pitts. The world has lost their damn mind on his valuation. So, Jerry, I didn't want to lose my mind. I couldn't go a week without talking ball with you. That's why we made it happen late on a Thursday night. Thank you to all those who tuned in on Twitter I hope uh, those of you that are watching after the live show on YouTube enjoy the show. But, man, I, I appreciate you making time. I know you're a busy man. Listen, I will always make time for this. This is fun. This is this is, this what is my I, release, man. That's why that's I do what so I'm saying. It's so much this fun. Is, this is my – this is this is release. That, that, that's exactly right. – it's just fun. It's, it's fun, and, you know, it's a week of, like – this is my own personal experience, at least. You know, seeing things on Twitter and just going – Shut the hell up. But I don't ever tell him that. I'm a nice, respectable human. Like, mama didn't raise a bully, so I just ignore it. And then I get to hear, and then I can sort of rant about all of the things I see. And I get to do it with a dude who's smart. And, you know, sometimes we argue. We have a good-ass time. We, we try to make agree. people better. Yeah. No, hell no. That's the whole point. Is is That's really the thing. We're here, we're here to help people. We're here to have fun. I did break my rule today. I said no more arguing with strangers on the internet. I saw it. I and, saw and, it. and it was narrative. I got sucked in. It's the first time it's happened in a while, too. And I just eventually tapped out. You know, I, I, am, I am all here for healthy discussion on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. But the minute you start bringing up things that I didn't say and, and you, you start – you know, putting words in my mouth or, you know, text in my tweets, then I'm gone. It's, 
it's peace out at that point. I'm gone. Speaking of gone, let's get out of here. Thank yes, you sir. guys. Thank you guys so much. Uh, if you rate and review the show, obviously we've been reading them here live on the show. We'll give you a shout out. Like Darren, like the Jimmy Kemp, we'll be more to sh- more than happy to shout you out. Like those two good brothers. And uh, support Hate Brand Goods, the HVIII.com forward slash, not forward slash, just promo code Memphis. And then Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. That's, uh, that's that next level support. But we'll certainly take a free 10 second, takes you a second, rating and review over at iTunes. Subscribe on YouTube. And until next time and in between times, that man's name is Gerald Sinclair. You can follow him at DWZ, uh, DWZ. <laughs> no, you cannot follow me there, but you tried. Uh, it's too late. Time for the old man to go to bed. It, you can follow that man at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can email the show, Dynasty Warzone, at Gmail if you're not on social. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back here on Tuesday with a little mock draft live on Sleeper with the boys from the FF SmackDown. Be there. Tell us a little bit about Hate Brand. When did that start, and uh, how are things going with it? Things are good, man. Uh, that started in October of 2014, so now, give or take seven years into doing whatever this thing is. And um, that's apparel company I started then and wanted to start making some clothes that I wanted to wear is really where it started. It start, and, uh, did it start more with you writing something first? Like, yeah, you, yeah. like uh, Was it like an ebook or something that you put out, or...? Yeah, it's uh, it's a book, and then we made an ebook. So I wrote a book in 2010 of uh, how to train for the Highland Games called Training Lab. And one of the sections I wrote about in the book is called The Hate. And this was just this kind of personal philosophy I had that my brother and I had spoke about um, just with athletes that we admired. And it was these guys that just, you know, still on top, still still willing to do the work to get better, that it seemed their concern was always about them getting better to their standard and not about what had to do with anyone else. So they didn't hate other people. You you see those guys get up in the morning on like 4am and it's, yo, that dude hates himself more than me. That guy's (laughs) willing to put in the work. He's willing to do it. And so from that point on, it was about like, I'm all right with getting beaten by someone better than me, but I'm not willing to be outworked. Hey guys, Nick Burnett's here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on, why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, We went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family and this segment is brought to you by viridianglobal.com and that is the official apparel provider of the dynasty warzone merch 
We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out.